sounds great in the pop filter. Oh my Morning. God. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Housheld. I'm Adam Selby. I'm Jackson Rousseau. I'm no longer unemployed, so uh, that's why I sound tired. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, where are you, I can't. Where are you working? I don't want to say. No, that's fair. <laughs> but congratulations on a job. I hope you like it. Sorry. We bleeped out where I worked that one time. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, here's what I will say. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that the only thing they do is make calculators. So Gotcha. I think I understand. That's a pretty That's a I pretty good that's giveaway. that's pretty obvious. Yeah, you yeah. might want to. Hey, it's HP, right? Let's. Yeah, Hewlett Packard. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this podcast off strong and say that if you know where he works, email us the answer. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Especially my work. <laughs> email me. Uh, by the way, uh, there's a fourth voice here. I'll let you introduce yourself. Sure. I am Olivia Justice Countryman. Do we have to say that whole thing? The whole it's really long, but that is that is my professional name. Okay. I'm going to go with Olivia. That's totally fine. All right. Are you sure? I do initials a lot of times. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah. OJC. OJC? Okay. Yeah, because you don't want to do OJ. <laughs> yeah. I lived for a long time having to do OJ. And let me just tell you guys, the 90s, they were rough. Yeah. That was a little I, I rough. Would, uh... I'm stealing this from a comedian, but it's, so mm. cr- it's crazy that uh, he did something so bad that they uh, stopped making a car because of it. They don't make Ford Broncos anymore. <laughs> they're, they're making. They're making. Another, they're making it again next year. Yeah. Time has not this passed is, enough. It's, it's the. It's like the first. Like they. I saw this big ad campaign for it for like 2019 Ford Bronco. It's like the Spider-Man movies. Like it, there was not <laughs> enough time that had passed. Can't redo it. Tom Holland's great. No, that that's no, good. I think but you mean the, still, uh, the, the Garfield? The one reboot. in between. Garfield. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say. Um, this is the movie podcast now. It's the whatever we Spider-Man want it to be Spider-Man podcast. podcast. Spider-Man. <laughs> Not going to sing that. Can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Olivia, mm-hmm. you're a singer-songwriter. I am, yeah. That's, a, I, I think, a fair thing to say. It's weird how that's a genre. It is, because it's really vague it is and really broad like you tell feel like when i'm trying to get a gig or something and i tell people i'm a singer songwriter i need to follow it up with like an i sound like kind of thing yeah it's i don't even i feel like with every genre you can pretty much uh when someone says oh i'm in a rock band or oh i'm a rapper people can kind of you know know what they sound like but with singer songwriter i don't know Mm -hmm. what is the sound of a singer-songwriter? It's very broad. It's very... I mean, and that, I mean, again, that's the problem with... Not the problem, but the, the, the thing with genres. And we've talked about genres a bunch on here. But, like, you say a rock band, you, you yeah, you kind of know what you're getting. But, like, are we talking, like, like, the White Stripes or Led Zeppelin? What kind of rock are we talking about here? And that... I think that that also happens in people's head with rap music. I think a lot of people nowadays, maybe there's like a, there's like, you could think of a couple different kind of rap styles, but no, there's a ton. You got stuff like death grips. Then you got Kendrick Lamar and then you got the mumble rappers, whatever that's called. What what, was, is death grips just called rap? Death grips. I would say is like a fusion of punk and hip hop and noise. Okay. 
So where does the rap music that's in country music now, where does that factor in? Stupid. In the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) That's where that factors. Yeah, just bad. (laughs) Just bad. We just take that and throw it away. (laughs) I'm glad we're we're comfortable making those kinds of distinctions here, that we can say that is bad. We are are definitely comfortable being music elitists. Awesome. I mean... I feel very comfortable. You can't call yourself <laughs> a musician without knowing that you're an elitist in some sense of the word. Right. Because you've made this horrible, expensive decision to be a musician, <laughs> so you have to laud it over every person that you know that, oh, by the way, I know more than you about music. <laughs> I spent this much money on it. <laughs> Was that sad, what I just did there? No, it was fine. It was fine. I'm just free-flowing. might be sad, but it's also very true. It is. So both can be okay. Yeah. It's shocking that I... Nah, let's do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's shocking how um, the music career is, uh, you know, when you think about it, it is such an expensive hobby or career or whatever it is to you, and it's the thing that yields you know, the least amount of pay a lot of the times. So that, I don't know, that's nuts to me. Yeah. Are you questioning everything you do now? No. <laughs> I, I work I was, at a calculator company. I was, I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about it actually last night because the gig I played, there were some DJs that played there and they were like super protective about their gear and they were like taking forever to get on and off. And I'm like, okay, so your gear is a laptop and a control pad, right? That's that's you know what a DJ needs, right? Yeah. Okay, so like ballpark, how much money are we talking with that much? Like probably fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Let's no. say fifteen hundred. Is think, it I a Mac? Under two thousand. Under two thousand. Yeah. Under two thousand. Unless it's, unless it's a really nice Mac, but even still, like I'm gonna say under two thousand. I'd say like max like three thousand though. Like okay, yeah, max three thousand. Yeah. Max three thousand. But that's like that's like really high level shit. We're talking right. So, because like most most controller pads too, you don't have to spend that much on those, especially like a decent one. And I'm thinking about how much the drums are in my car right now. The elitism is coming out, guys. It really hurts me a lot. Like, <laughs> it really hurts me a lot just thinking about like how protect. I get being protective protective of your stuff, mm-hmm. but like I'm like you know you have two things. I have a lot more than that. And it's <laughs> just gotta let it live. It's There's like, no way that get, get on and off the stage, dude. Like, <laughs> well, it's like it's two things that they can pick up and carry with both their hands, and that's it. Yeah, get on and yeah, off the stage. Sofa. Yeah, I've had the conversation multiple times with somebody, usually a family member, trying to explain that I understand when you come in my house, you see the big TV, but the thing in the case is worth more. And if this place is coming down, you best grab the thing in the case. Yep. Like, that is what is most yeah. monetary I'm, valuable. I'm hesitant to say this, but uh, it's the exact same way in my house. You can look around and you're like, oh, that that's the expensive thing. That's the most, that's the most expensive thing. I forgot the word for that. Most expensive thing. Valuable? But, yeah, valuable. <laughs> there you go. Ding. Uh, but the the thing that they would pass over is the thing in the case, which is way more expensive than anything else in this house other than my car not in the house okay unless it's, it's like hailing alright what <laughs> there's a a garage 
Oh, okay. Oh. Kind of a garish now. Those, those oh, are by weird the way, uh, we're recording in a new spot. This is my new house. We're figuring Should we give it? the address? Yeah, What's so your address? Sounds weird. What's your address? You can uh, give out your old address. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's <laughs> 209. Somebody's going to take your identity from this. Bernard Street. <laughs> Denton, Texas. 76666. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, so I want to go back even further. You're a singer-songwriter, oh, but yeah. where did your musical career begin? We talked about this a long time when yeah. we first met. Okay, so are we talking like the first time I ever sang in public as a kid? I or? mean, like, I, I would say more of just like well, where where did where did like... We got to fill an hour here, so go however long cool. you want. So... I first joined a choir the very first time I was exposed to that at nine years old, in which point in time, and this is going to shock you guys, the first day they were like, we need people to audition for solos. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to audition for solo. I've never done this before. And I did, and I was too loud to do anything. And so somebody pulled my mother aside and was like, you know, she could be an opera singer. And I don't know if that was a positive thing to say about a prepubescent child, but it was definitely <laughs> what was said to me. So my mom decided that I should take opera singing lessons, and I did that from a very, very early age. And then went to North Texas after being um, fairly accomplished as a teenager singer. And then uh, music school did what music school does to a lot of people, and it took the joy away. And it took the fun away, and I decided to be a music researcher and do Baroque styles. So... Uh, that's where I came from when I came to being the singer-songwriter. My first experience playing a stringed instrument was a lute. And so I went from that being like, oh, I can I can play guitar. This isn't hard. So you decided to go from broke to baroque? No one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not going to give it to you. We're not, I, yeah. I think that, I think that the... When you when someone hears your voice, I think their immediate reaction is, "Oh, that's a great voice." But then hearing that it comes from opera, it makes like like so much sense in the world. It's loud. It's not it's even really that it's loud. loud. It's that like the tone is just so perfect, and the oh. way that you've rounded all that's everything. A, I mean, it's like it's it's you wouldn't hear a voice like that in any other. You grab grab a singer songwriter off. You could throw a rock and hit one in Denton, right? John Mayer. And, <laughs> it doesn't sound like John Mayer. Uh, John John Mayer doesn't know what he's doing when he's singing. No, he he's doesn't. a great, wait, wait. great Are you guitar player. John Mayer or John Maynard? John Mayer. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to shit talk anybody that I could run into at brunch. <laughs> John Mayer? That's really specific. You can at run brunch? into John Mayer. At, oh, does John Mayer work at your calculator store? No. <laughs> Go on. Uh, like you, you could you could throw a rock and hit a hit a singer. Work at a calculator store. <laughs> it's a calculator company. <laughs> Who? In, Go on. Uh, so you, there, there's there's plenty of singer songwriters in Denton, right? And yes. none of them, none of their voices. I don't think any. I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I would bet a 
like majority of them haven't put that much time into their voice mm. and they're not going to sound like that and that's not, not not to say their voices sound bad but it's really yeah, great ref- musicians here. yeah but it's really refreshing to hear that kind of care put into the voice in the context of singer songwriter folk music yeah oh. it's like I, I don't think anyone's ever said that bob dylan is a good singer oh god no, Bob Dylan was Bob Dylan was like the great like, storyteller. Exactly, great, great, like great artist, but he wasn't an amazing singer. He wasn't an amazing like he wasn't just such a prolifically tech, like technical musician. He was just an amazing storyteller and artist, and that's you know. Yeah, he was the upper class trying to blend in with the lower class. Nobody knew about that. Glass shattered. Why does it have to be a class? Um, Why does that matter? <laughs> Because I took a lot of classes to work at this calculator company. Store. I see. It's Best All Buy. Right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that one alone. I work at Best Buy. It's not Radio Shack. No. Uh, so first instrument you played was lute. Yeah, well, not not really. I mean, I never really played it. I definitely picked it up. So there's a room at North Texas in the music building where they have all of their early instruments. And at the time I was um, uh, seeing somebody who had the key to that room. And so we would just go in this room. I probably, well, they can't get me now, statute of limitations. Uh, we would just go in this room and pick up instruments and play around with them. So I played all kinds of like clavicle, cla- oh, I can't even think of the way it's sounding anymore. I wish you had that out. That was not Baroque. Smart. Yeah, lots of Baroque. Lots of Baroque instruments and Renaissance instruments that they don't have other places. So, yeah, I never really played, played it, but I put my hands on it in a meaningful and sensual way. But, so, every time I've... <laughs> it's been a while, guys. Um, but every time I've seen you play from the beginning until now, uh, it's been mandolin and mm-hmm. um, guitar. Where did those come into the equation? So I started playing guitar when I first started dating my husband, Jared, and he heard that I wanted to do music, and so he literally just went out and bought me a guitar on Craigslist. It was very was sweet, oh, Jared. Oh. Very sweet of you. It was very sweet. Um, so it was awful guitar and uh, <laughs> unplayable. <laughs> Fuck you, Jared. <laughs> And it was the first. What was the guitar? First act. You know, I honestly don't even know. Was it a first act? It it was something. So he got it because it was pretty. It was one of those that had like a painting and a bird on the front. And so he was like, "Oh, this is a girl's guitar." So he got me the girl's (laughs) guitar. If if there was a pink one, he would have gotten the pink one. Uh, (laughs) The sexism and the decals on guitars nowadays. It's just too much. Anyway. so yeah, I started playing that, and I played it very, very poorly, and I started playing with a whole bunch of retirees that were teaching me how to do things like make chords, and literally. Uh, and then one of them went, we were playing, started playing with a bunch of people that later became the band Texas Sky. One of them was like, you know, we got three people playing guitars, why don't you, and, you, and pretty much the subtext was, and you're really shitty at it, so why don't you <laughs> try this mandolin? And it was like love at first sight. As soon as I put my hands on it, that was, that was it. I've never played a mandolin, but... I- always wanted to mm-hmm. and i think they would be very fun it's They're like everything fun. backwards it sucks what does that mean everything <laughs> backwards well, it's not backwards because if you're you've only got the four strings and so that's not hands right there are, are not, more than four strings yeah there's on eight a strings but they're just doubled so you're just are you so, sure you play mandolin all right all right <laughs> your calluses will get really wide that's what i can tell you calculator company 
Okay. What? <laughs> tired. Is that just your? Are you just your saying? Are you just now? saying little things now? Just like interjecting, just like whatever comes into your head. Yes. I could be the episode title. Bofa. Bofa. <laughs> Go on. I'll stop interrupting. I'm gonna put my. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of it. Like, I don't. Yeah, think I don't a think there was. Well, I really liked it, and that's, so I kept playing and it. Now you, yeah, that's what you do now. <laughs> that's I what think, I do now. I think that also, to, to, to continue on with what I was saying earlier, made watching you perform just that much more interesting because people don't normally play mandolins, mm-hmm. and when they do, they don't normally uh, hmm, hmm, uh, sound awesome. Yo, uh, have you heard <laughs> Chris Thile... Thiele, Thiele, mm-hmm. however you say his last name, graining, groaning. That what? was a joke. Did Mac- you watch Disenchantment? Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced graining, everyone. <laughs> Public service there. Um, but Chris, however, is that how it's said? I think so. Okay. Well, we're going to definitively say that now. So if you're listening, Chris Thiele, that's your name. Uh, have you ever heard him play? I'm not saying I'm not saying that in general everybody sounds bad playing a mandolin. I'm saying that majority of time I see I see somebody, especially in like a local setting, walk mm. out on stage with a mandolin. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! It's like people coming in with a ukulele. Yeah. You know it's gonna suck. It's well, it's like it's not. It's it's just like oh god, this just feels like it's a fucking gimmick and like why are we doing this? Mm. And there's like one band in particular I can think of that I'm of course not gonna say their name, but there's one band in particular I can think of that just like drives me up a fucking wall every time I see it. Um, but God, I wouldn't know. I mean, you, you ought to say it and then give us a really good edit point. Well, here's the yeah. thing: is like, man, as we all know, there's n- if they listened to this. They would know immediately. Good. So you might put it, it down. <laughs> Do something else. <laughs> Tell me who. Oh my is, god. Uh, They're a good band aside from that part. Aside from the mandolin playing. It's pointless. It's so bold what you're doing here. Because <laughs> okay, because admirable. I, I can think of a band wow. that uses a mandolin, but I think that guy's like kills it. So I'm really hoping you're not gonna say what I am thinking of. It's a, it's a band from Dallas. Oh okay, I don't know them then. Okay, there you go. I'm uh, less interested. <laughs> What's so, the band you're talking about? I was thinking about Copper Root. Yeah, Have you guys ever that's seen? That's not it. They're no. full on Americana, amazing. But so uh, the the point being that like it, whenever I saw you perform with a mandolin and then you sang, I was like, this works. This is great. Like no no question. And I think that's an that's an amazing thing to be able to pull off something like that and not have it be like a gimmick or cringy or any of those things. <laughs> like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know how close I was teetering on cringy. You're, you're not a gimmick. Good job. <laughs> I like to think that you chose mandolin oh. because you do those uh, like three-hour sets, and it's you know a smaller thing, and you don't want to have a guitar because no, it's heavy. Because I carry both of them now. Bofa. Yeah. Bofa. <laughs> you're so oh. close. You're so close. I'll get there. It's it's gonna happen eventually. Jackson's getting drunk on Topo Chico. <laughs> I hope anyone can guess what uh, time of day we're recording this episode. And you'll probably be very wrong. Well, it started out with Hagen saying good morning. So Well, every that happens every time. Says okay. that, though. Oh, so, I thought yeah, you listened to this. <laughs> okay, so something I have learned... Glass shattered. About Our podcasting. podcast is too long. It will... No, I'm not going to say that. 
nor will I even pretend to agree with it. Your podcast is your podcast. But when I'm doing it, like I remember everything that goes down because I care very much. And what you have to realize is the people listening do not. There are moments and things that are really fun and enjoyable, but I don't remember it in the way. And I've, any podcast I listen to, I'm not going to remember it in the way that the people making it remember it. Okay. I, I didn't follow that, but now I get Sorry. it. Yeah, yeah that totally. was that was maybe yeah, a, little that a compliment, which is sometimes backhanded. But uh... I just like talking with people. I don't really care if anybody listens to this. Jackson's Jackson's constant joke is that we don't have friends. This is how we... This is how we can talk to people. But we can't say that to Olivia because she is our friend outside of this. Aww. Haven't we said that to our friends outside of this before? Aww. All right. It's fine. It's fine. I'm tough. I can (laughs) take it. Well, you were the one who was just attacking uh, a certain band. Oh, keep on doing it, dude. (laughs) I'm going to send this to them. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. What genre? What, what, so that's what genre do you think? They have a I, mandolin in it. No, oh, I, mandolins can I do really unique stuff. I could go off on a big rant about what Obviously genre Obviously, new metal. <laughs> so, you write happy music. Why do you Leave do that? Hanging. Why do I write happy music? Yeah, that's a joke that you make on stage all the mm, time. Yeah. And why do you do it? Because I'm a generally happy person. How? Lots of drugs. No, that's a joke. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of the songs that I write are literally exercising the emotions or whatever shit I'm going through. And so I feel like it's a really healthy way to deal with it. Maybe that's why. And even some of the ones that are like dealing with the shits to come out sounding happy. Okay, I was going to say, is like the shit you're going through just really happy? You're exercising that? It's really very good therapy. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best shit. I go, I only have the best shit. Everybody says so. Big leaked. Uh, <laughs> um, so you were you you've been a part of the Denton Songwriters Guild, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I was listening to your album, I was thinking about. I mean, like I feel like there were a, there were a lot of heavy themes throughout the album that mm-hmm. maybe connected. I was wondering because there was the exercise in Denton Songwriters Guild where you had to like write a song every meeting, right? Yeah. Did any of those songs on the album come from the from, come from that exercise? All of them. All of them did. Yeah, all That's of them. That's awesome. Bofa. No, there's not. There's not two. Bofa them. <laughs> Do you really just need me to give this to you? No. <laughs> By the way, that uh, album he was talking about is Olivia's debut EP, called Between Two Mountains. Mm-hmm. So all of them came from that exercise. Yeah. And one of them actually, so the exercise was the, the, the theme was long, uh, long stretch of road. And so I wrote my own song that included that. And then a poet who was associated with the guild named John Niebuhr, um, he wrote lyrics and sent them to me and was like, Hey, why don't you do something with this? And it was just like, it was ready made. The, that one was the easiest song I've ever written. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out you don't have to write the words. It gets real easy. Yeah, I think that's what Elvis said. Elvis never wrote any of his songs. Uh, thank you for I don't know if that. anybody I, knew that. I understand that. Mostly because I'm not 80. Oh, glass shattered, everyone. Well, is that, that voice you hear is not an 80-year-old woman. That's right. <laughs> Now you're sad. <laughs> that was it. The next song's gonna be a sad one now. That's it. <laughs> I'm oh just trying God. to fuel the sad music because that's the only music I listen to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the recording process like for the EP? Where, oh. where, where and when was this? Okay, so the whole project came together in a total whirlwind. I went to a music festival over Memorial Day weekend, and it was, was it one of those things. Burning Man? No, it was not. Uh, but I essentially did the thing where you like walk around this camping music festival with my mandolin on my back and went around and just be the extrovert that I am went in all these different circles and played my songs and hung out with people and then like went on to the next group of people to wine and dine and that was like the way it went I think you think you were at a music festival that was Scarborough Fair oh. it was the Renaissance <laughs> Festival <laughs> it may have been it may have been uh, but I came back from that and I had gotten so much positive energy about the music I was like you know what I've got two and a half months of life before I start school. Like, I'm going to do something with this. And so I literally thought about, I looked up how many songs were on an EP, and I picked the five that I liked the most. Wait, like you looked up what online? Yeah, Yeah, I Googled it. Um, Fuck, we fucked up, Hagen. We only have four songs on our EP. No, four is acceptable, too. Four to six? six? Yeah. Okay, shit. You're fine. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I think even three is still considered a single. Really? How? I don't know. How does that work? Because three isn't an EP. I think there was, I think, because I've seen single releases that have three songs on them. It's really weird. Okay. Go on. I don't understand yeah. all that. Go on. Anyway. So I, in a, in a three day period of time, decided I was going to do it. Called the guy that I like to record with, Chris Howell, at Cafe Solo Studios here in Denton. And everyone should work with him because he's nice and he makes good work. Yeah. Um, he encourages good work. I felt like I do really well in the studio. I want to pause also and say uh, maybe one of the first people in Denton that hasn't recorded with Brack on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Not to say that Brack's bad. Obviously, I love Brack, but it's Boo, good. It's good Brack, to be, you suck. I don't know Brack. It's good to have some refreshing. Uh, Everyone should stuff. meet Brack. He's great, and yes. he has a great cat. If you his don't like Brack, great, yeah, cool. Yeah, if you don't like Brack, you'll like his like his cat. Okay, well, I mean that's cool. What, what's his studio? Uh, Dojo, Dojo Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know the studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you name an artist and then they've recorded with him. Interesting. Probably. I, I don't know. I feel like the singer-songwriter scene and the, that type of low-life musician scene like exists in a different <laughs> sphere than a lot Wait. of like the rock music. <laughs> oh, okay. like, I feel like it's in a totally different place. <laughs> we associate with different people and studios and things. Yeah, that, yeah totally. That makes sense, yeah. I would never. I thought you were about to say that people who record with Brack are low lifes. Low lifes. No, yeah, that's no, what no. I thought too. Okay. Fair enough. We're that's not at all here. where I was going. I I would never um, rule out recording at Cafe Solo. Uh, it's just I we ended up going with Brack, and I'll never turn back because I love Brack. You know what? You got to find the person that encourages the best in you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I would never turn down. A specific studio because it's like oh it's not rock yeah. Nah, yeah go on yeah go on go on well that was pretty much it so i knew it was going to cost money so i put up a gofundme and got really lucky and blessed and people were generous and helped me pay for this and uh literally i went from deciding to do it to in the studio rehearsing with people to play on the album and done in a four-week period nice it was hard uh, but the album is, they're all songs of change and transition and um, loss and grief and, and all kind of that tough stuff, hence the Between Two Mountains. And uh, I only had people play on the album who are people very dear to me. 
um, or God damn it, we didn't make the cut. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I was. <laughs> I was actually going to ask who the who the personnel was on the album. Yeah, so I did all the lead vocals, mandolin, guitar, and bass playing, except for the last track, "Float on Down the River." My dear friend Dave Lewis played bass on that track. Woo! Yeah, your neighbor. A, yeah, he's your neighbor. Literally four like houses. Two, yeah, a couple houses down. I just spent a weekend with him, also. Oh, that's right. I want to know more about that. Not yeah. now. No, not well. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then Alec Huntley, who's a new friend of mine, he's in the Jazz DMA piano program at North Texas, and one of the most gifted musicians I've ever had the opportunity to work with. He became in a producer role. He did all the percussion. He also sang on the album. Uh, Who else did I have? So, the Float on Down the River choir consisted of Alec Huntley, Landon Taylor, good friend of mine from the Songwriters Guild. Mm Uh, John Tompkins, who I've been singing with in Texas Sky for ages, uh, my daughter Ashley, and then my good friend Katie Poole, who also did the cover art. Um, Landon played harmonica. What else happened? That might that might be everybody. Landon sung too. Sang. He he done sang he done on sang. that album. I had a really good bofa in there. I'm glad but you it's waited. It's too late. It's too mm-hmm. late. We're it's done. It's too late. Do you want to know what it was going to be? Sure, why not? So she said she recorded it in four weeks. That's what mm-hmm. she said. So I was going to say Bofa, Bofa Fortnite. Shit, that was garbage. That was fucking, that was <laughs> That's such shit. a stretch. I feel like it's what not I, a this stretch. Is, it's very. Oh, it's a stretch. Uh, no, that uh, that's a pretty good list of people, and it also it, it so much so like a lot of the songs pretty much just done by you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It, took a long time. You're yeah, a, I'm sure. <laughs> you're a natural Billy Corgan. You get Maybe. in there and do it all yourself. I, I like to think of myself more as like an Enya. <laughs> it's... Why? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that kind of music. Uh, okay. Now, here's, here's, here's the question that I have that we've talked about a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. that I feel like maybe some of our listeners still might not understand. Did you record to a click? I did. See, that's interesting because it makes sense when you're doing it all, by, all on your own and you mm-hmm. have to go back and do all like you know all the overdubbing on your, on your own. But we've talked a lot about the pros and cons to a click. And mm-hmm. I feel like without strict percussion, without drums, not having a click wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world. No. No, when I actually did it. So I recorded two singles to submit to a competition back in February. And both of them are on the album. One of them we were completely redid. But the first track, The Old You and Me, is that still framework from the original single recording. Um, and we didn't use a click on that one. I just went, you know what? I play this by myself all the time. I'll just make it happen. And I don't, I don't know. To me, I can hear the moments where, you know, it kind of right. it stretches a little bit. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I didn't want that. Also, I knew having other people come on and play, like doing the hand percussion, it absolutely had to be lined up to something. And right. it was still a little tricky. Makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It, it's just, it's always interesting. Uh, it's the click conversation just never, it's, it's a constant thing in my head of mm-hmm. just like, am I going to, what am I going to do today? Am I going to practice to a click? Am I going to do this? I'll listen to a song and go, did they do that to a click? Or, you know, there's, it's always, I'll watch a live performance and I go, do they have in-ears? Yeah, they do. Is there, is there a click running? And I listen, care. I mean, it's always, Interesting. A, always, I was, there was a, there's a metal band that I used to love called Killswitch Engage and their old singer quit years ago and he came back and did a song with them recently and um, I was watching the performance and I, like, 
music. I was so into the singer, but I was also like, they're not, they're not playing to a click. That, that was my first thought. So I was like, they're not playing to a click. They're speeding up and slowing down too much. That would be a pain in the ass to program. Not going to happen. No way. I had that last night. I was watching a performance on YouTube with a, a prog band. And uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's not to a click at all. Yeah. I can hear the drummer doing like, Oh fuck! Where's the guitarist? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. And then go back into the main section where he's like, "This is where I'm comfortable." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's a always interesting thing to me is where who who is using a click? Why are they using a click? Is is it, is it like a? Because some people I think use it as a crutch sometimes, and mm. I also a replacement think, for having rhythm. Yeah, like just sort of like a, I don't I don't even want to try to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, when you're tracking, it, it is not a crutch at all. It's just like a, it's a guide. It's a guiding thing. So it's all, I, I always find that super interesting, who used to click and who didn't. Yeah. So Richard Gilbert, who's a really well-known singer-songwriter he's here great. in town. Yeah, he's great. He never plays with a click. None of his albums have been done with hmm. a click. Like, none of it. And his rhythm and his tempos are totally an anomaly. But the guys that play with them know how to hang. Like, it's the way they do it. So we don't need to have him on now because we know he doesn't record to a click. No, you should still have him on. He's one of the nicest people in this town. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's, he's super nice. Adam and him are like best friends, right? He seems to think so. (laughs) Oh, shit. I I rarely see him, but he's always like, hey, nice to see you, man. He's very, I mean, he's a really nice guy in general, but. Yeah, the first first time we had him on, I think he was on the first Jago Fest. He like. He thanked everybody on Facebook on this like this public post. I was like, "Damn, dude, we just met each other. That's super nice. Like, that's super cool." He's a good guy. He also just played a fucking backyard to like a handful of people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "This is fucking great." I was like, "All right, man, sure. I'm happy you played. Cool." <laughs> so you mentioned uh, that you had two and a half months mm-hmm. until you started school. So no uh, small school. No. Uh, I'm trying to think how to frame this. You're going to law school. You're going to law yeah. school. That's I'm a actually, thing. It started last week. I'm in law school. It's so are, no you, more. are you tired? Uh, yeah, and freaking out just a little bit. Between Friday, end of classes, and Monday, I have 150 pages of dense legal material to read. Uh, and not just read, but understand. And that's the hard part. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, but I also love it, so it'll be fun. That's a, I mean, to... That's a crazy transition from musician. It's not. Musician it's not to okay. I thought it was. So I'm the only person in my class in my school that has a background and a degree in music. Everybody else is like, "Well, it was a philosophy or political science major." And I'm like, "Well, I studied singing pretty, so that's <laughs> what, that's what I did." Objection. <laughs> But there's a ton of federal judges who have experience and training in music to the point that in Dallas County, there's a whole bunch. I think one's a federal judge, but everybody else are like district county judges. They're in a band together. Oh, my God. I was about to say, please tell me they're in a band together. They're in a band together. Fuck like, yeah. And they've got some great judge name. They play it like they're all their friends. I don't know. But They like, fucking watch How I Met Your Mother? Shit. That's the, that's the joke they make. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. At the, ca- <laughs> at the calculator company I About work the at, there's a uh, store. there's a jazz band. They have a their own jazz band. That's cool. And apparently they're all incredible. I'm never going to go see Why it. Why didn't you go see it? Let's go see it. I'm not going to tell you what it's called because it's the name of the company jazz band. Oh, <laughs> oh well, now I know what it's called. Oh, calculator company jazz band? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of like to think, and maybe this is elitist, but hey, we're okay with being musician elitist, right? Um, but I think musicians have to bring a lot of analytical thinking and keeping their ears and their mind open and being in the moment and thinking about creative solutions to problems. And I think that attorneys do a lot of that. There's just a lot more reading. Yeah. Reading sucks. Musicians read music. Yeah. Do you, Some read, of them. do you read music? I don't read books. <laughs> Congrats on going to law school. Yeah, thank you. That That's is great. an admiral feat that I will never do. I wouldn't even do mm. masters. That just fuck school. I'm never going back. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, you also have your own podcast. I do. I um, do, which I'm really enjoying getting to see, like, y'all set up and, like, your interface and what programs you're using. I'd really love to talk with you about what kind of compression you like to use before you put it out there. So I'm, I'm interested in You guys do that now. That's okay. Nah. What do you do? <laughs> do you compress I don't think, before do you Do people want to listen to a podcast, talk about podcasting? Hell yeah. There's <laughs> so many podcasts about podcasting. I know, I know there are. Yeah, I listen I to some I can't them. not compress with Hagen. <laughs> laughing <laughs> and talking so loud hell yeah dude <laughs> yeah especially when we have like an eight person episode i have oh to compress the master track and i'm just like cool you guys are too loud how do you mic that eight people eight mics it's awful oh my god <laughs> it fucking sucks i hate it yeah, there was only there's only been a couple episodes like that though, right? It's fun, and I can tell everyone's having fun except for me because the looming dread of fuck, I have to make some sense out of this. Oh my god! Because there will be points where everyone's having multiple conversations. I'm like, shit, what's going on? But yeah, in those moments, do you like delete some lines so that one conversation comes to the front? Yeah, I pretty much will delete people's mics. And what's funny is because so like Adam and I are sitting right next to you each other right now so there will be some bleed over in his mic so if i wanted to cut out my conversation i have to cut out both of us and sometimes you can hear like just the room will go dead because bofa can, yeah bofa bofa the mic <laughs> i got you there i got so you. don't worry what's your podcast about may as well uh, plug it sure so it's called dressed for the protest and it's about progressive politics it's the only progressive political podcast in north texas um, so if you're interested in that sort of thing, I do interviews with candidates and organizers and just launched season three, which is called Let's Win Some Damn Elections. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I've had some really good episodes, uh, good, good interviews with some really, really cool people that I'm surprised they let me sit in a room with um, and then record and then edit to my liking. There is a, <laughs> an element of trust in that. That's awesome. See, like yeah. that sneeze, I'm going to have to... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking immediately. <laughs> Everything I'm saying now is null and void because yeah. he had to sneeze. It was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, now I can't edit it out because I said it. Yeah, you shouldn't have mentioned it. I mean, you could just do this whole chunk. Chunk. Mm-hmm. Just do it over again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. There you go. That's political, right? Yes, it is. Well, it's Bill O'Reilly. <sighs> is he political? Is he, he just, was. Is he just an idiot? It's the same thing. I disagree. <laughs> I feel oh, rather you're going to be a good that. lawyer. Maybe I can. I could be a contrarian all day. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of the goal. Yeah, I got nothing. Cool. I, I was gonna. 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I actually had a couple of questions I was going to ask you guys. Hell yes. Fuck yeah. Um, this so is exactly what we needed. Interpersonal <laughs> questions because I listen to the podcast and so I hear lots of things. So first, I don't like Hagen. That's the yes, I don't like Hagen. Well, I wasn't going to leave mom, with that one. My mom gets so it. worried about that. You guys don't seem like friends. Just want you to know, <laughs> no, like, on the it, pod, you don't seem it like It really friends. doesn't seem and like And honestly, it. Jackson, I've been concerned that he might hurt you when the microphones get turned off. Are you Why, okay? I'm the tall one. <laughs> What's funny about that? How tall are you, Jackson? Very tall. Tall? <laughs> Do you have a number? It's too big. You wouldn't understand it. <laughs> my my tiny my tiny brain wouldn't get it. Yeah, that's a small person thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like you know how like women have a uh, larger peripheral vision than men. Okay. Did you know that? No. It's that, actually pretty like, interesting. I really want someone to fact check that. It's like a science thing. Okay. It, what oh, I, it's a science oh, thing. Oh, did you, <laughs> did, did, did you learn that at the calculator store? Yes. <laughs> I'm backing out of this one now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. My, um, I, genuinely, genuinely, my mom has been very concerned that we're not going to be friends for that much longer. Because of the podcast. Because of the podcast. It is true. You are more supportive of each other in real life. Yeah, I mean they're this, in a band this, together. So. Well, that doesn't mean that anything. Is a, yeah, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> that just means you play music well. <laughs> Come on. Okay, oh. so what? What else was? Is that all? Is that all the questions? Well, you Well, I for wanted us? to know why Adam doesn't talk more. I know you have more to say. Thank you. I'm not a musician. I don't know. That's, I have see, a. That's but my I thinking. have strong opinions about. I can't see you very well, so I'm going to try. It is and weird. Like, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's Jackson's fault. He I set the a, mics up bad. I have a scheme. Um, we all set up our own mics, by the way. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a scheme in the works to get. Uh, Adam to talk more, so don't worry about that. Oh, is it extortion? It's. I told him what the scheme was last night. What the fuck? <laughs> Can you announce it on the podcast right now? No, because I don't know if I even want to do it. Oh, so now he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, Adam, I think, and I've told you this before, so I'm wearing my Jago Fest T-shirt. Because I loved the Jago house very much, and I loved what you guys did there, and the ways you guys gave people who were not proficient musicians, like myself, an opportunity to come play there, and it kind of put things in motion that I don't think would have happened otherwise. So I don't know that you guys know the impact you had on the musical community here in Denton. And I would love to see you take your non-musical smart brain and those, that was didn't sound right. And put it into but, the podcast. No, not in the podcast. This is a great avenue. I think you should have a venue. I think you should have a venue. Adam, we've if, been waiting. Uh, we bought you a venue. <laughs> look, look under, look, look under the couch. Say, if somebody wants to uh, give me all the money to do that, then Josh that would be Bache great. Josh Bache was Just having saying. a closeout sale. <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> That's a rubber gloves joke for anybody who doesn't know that. People forgot already. I hope he comes at me on uh, Facebook because I deleted my Facebook app, so I don't even get on Facebook. Is he still on Facebook? I yeah, he know. he still posts a lot of stuff. Oh, great, awesome! Come at me, Josh. Just him in trouble. <laughs> come at come yeah. to my address, two hundred nine Bernard Street. <laughs> I think I think I think Adam should talk a lot more. I think mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot to say. 
about a lot of things. He's very talkative until I say, we're recording now. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm weird about it for some reason. So It's a great explanation. So we should keep pushing it? Is that what you're saying? We should keep pushing it and just go and just, just keep... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't like being touched, so I can touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Regret <Holy> face. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Any more questions? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have one other question. So, how does the the playful, sometimes not so playful banter of what happens on the podcast translate itself into moniker rehearsals? Not at all. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think about this podcast as soon as we're done recording. I, I mean, none of <laughs> that doesn't sound good wait, either. Well, <laughs> I hmm, so honest, much regret. <laughs> honestly, I don't. Th- this. This just feels like the way that we talk to each other most of the time. I think that it's a pretty joking. I mean, obviously, like we like when we're not like recording something. If we have to be more serious and like friendly to each other, we will because mm-hmm. we are. But I don't think that it's know, like watching. This a, isn't the place. It's not required. I don't, I don't. I don't have to fucking you know be nice to anybody here. It's like watching a comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like watching a comedy when you watch just a regular you know comedy. You're getting that, and like it's fun, but it's not, you know, dark at all. Our friendship is a black comedy, so mm. you know, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Oh. That's pretty great, actually. Okay, yeah. That is pretty that good. Sounds really nice. That's pretty great. You I'm gonna sleep real well tonight. Yeah, I'm uh, saving up for a wood chipper. That's a Fargo joke. No one liked that. No, I liked it. I thought that was funny. Have you seen this season? You reacted of the way too quick. This podcast is bullshit. <laughs> Um, so what are we listening to? No, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you had. I thought you had an alternative for tour stories. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot it. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, why don't, why don't we? Why don't, why don't we just do? A, we'll we'll just do what down. we can of tour stories. Sure. Okay. Okay. So uh, first segment is tour stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty self-explanatory. You've listened to the podcast. Just tell us your highs and lows. Of tour stories, uh, I'd start with your high or low, whichever one. Okay, so I haven't actually gone on a, a tour, so most of the stories. Is it okay if I tell stories from Denton? It's fine. Okay, thank you. I put you in a position to say yes to me. I think I think that as long as you're okay with telling stories from Denton, and hopefully, uh, you know, I mean, it's at your discretion if if you know they're they're too interpersonal. Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't have anything that personal to say. Okay. Uh, so the best moment I ever had on stage happened at uh, a taco place that I've played pretty consistently this summer. Uh, and a taco I taco company. Yeah, at the taco company. <laughs> taco store. <laughs> so I've been using a tambourine in my solo shows now. And there was this one table of these college kids, and they kept drinking, which is great, because music is always better if you're intoxicated. Uh, Specifically, my music is better if you're intoxicated. (laughs) But they were sitting there, and they were drinking, they were having fun, and one kid in particular was being really vocal about engaging with what I was doing on stage. And I was- so like, you were like, when I say happy, you say birthday, that kind of shit? No, okay. but he was just like, <laughs> like, oh, I like that song or something. Like he just was having his own commentary with me, and I think that's awesome. And I always respond to that in mic so that everybody knows what's happening. Anyway, so he was having a lot of fun, and I just was. We were about to play a song that I was going to do my toe tapping tambourine, and I looked at him and I was like, "You want to play tambourine on this?" And he said yes. 
And he jumped up on stage and grabbed the tambourine. And I like pulled him aside and was like, okay, this is about the tempo. And I said, have you ever done anything in music before? And he's like, yeah, I went to church and we did this in church. And I'm like, great. So that could be the whole spectrum of skill. Who knows? <laughs> and this kid was amazing. Yeah. He killed it on tambourine. And then he started getting high on the attention and he started dancing with it and like turned around, and started shaking his ass and hitting it on his ass while we were playing. It was amazing. That's and it great. was one of the most fun things I've been a part of on stage. That's great. That was fun. That's a really good story that we, we haven't had anything that happy. It's pretty wholesome. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of little girls in princess dresses twirling in front of me last week. Nice. That was pretty sweet. Nice. That's what I do. There's no. No lows? Uh, I don't think she's capable of lows. I feel <laughs> Have like you heard the, the music? Yeah, it's pretty happy stuff. I, I don't know. I really, really feel sad when I'm playing music to a room of people, and it's like, you might as well just be piping in music, you know? I, that's that, that can be really hard to bring energy and emotional intention to what you're doing when you're in a space that nobody cares what you're doing, even at, though they might just be doing their own thing. At but. that point, I try to act it. Or treat it as like a, this is glorified stage practice. Yes. Like rehearsal, even if no one's listening, I'm up here pretending like they're listening. Which sounds depressing, but it is helpful because you still are, if you fuck up, they're all going to notice. They're not paying attention, but when you fuck up, they're paying attention. Yes. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that helped at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought that before, too. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to... Or I'll use it as a time to experiment. I'll do something different, or I'll play differently, or I'll do different rhythms. Or I've changed lyric on the fly on stage before to see if I like something better. Usually don't. (laughs) 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 Usually how that happens. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I try to think of any weird or funny things that have happened when I played. I played at this Opry house in the middle of the woods in East Texas, which I don't advise anyone go to the middle of the woods in East Texas, generally speaking. Um, But this Opry house, they had this green room in the back, which was pretty much a closet. And inside the closet, the walls were covered with like headshots from the 1980s and early 90s of people who had played there. And there was some weird stuff. Like, uh, like twins playing fiddle and people okay. with really big hair. And right next to Charles Manson. It was strange. That's the that timeline doesn't work. Yeah, out. that doesn't doesn't work. He's a time traveler. <laughs> okay, cool. I buy it. I'd buy it. What? Okay. That he's a time. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you guys have any tour experiences lately? Anything fun? That's yes. that you might have traveled Hagen. out of town. Yes. To do multiple things that I've done traveling out of town. Is there a specific one that you're that you want me to talk about? I'd like to hear what you'd like to tell me. <laughs> I travel out of town mm-hmm. daily to go to my calculator job. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you travel for that calculator job? Out of town. <laughs> out of Denton? Yes. It's in California, okay. right? Yep. I work for Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's new SpaceX. Calculator. You're not James. We have a friend named James who works for SpaceX. He's not going to listen to this. No, I don't care. That's cool. What does he do? I don't know. Space stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Space stuff. Adam, do you know what he does? Does he run their social media? Well, he was doing like inventory management type stuff for their supply chain. Okay. But I don't know if that's what he does now because he never answers anyone's messages. Nope. He's done with you. Because he works like 90 hours a week. (laughs) Yeah. He works works crazy hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I went and did uh, a thing in Denton called Elk River Sessions. Um, In Missouri. It's not exactly in Denton. 
No. You went to Missouri. I went to Missouri. But it's a Denton thing. It's a Denton though. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's, it's a Denton a, thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like once you get called in to do the Elk River Sessions, it's a status of arrival as a musician here in town. Yeah. I, uh, Denton famous. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> It's been a while since that's been uttered. Yeah. By maybe you guys. Kara makes that joke all the goddamn time. Well, why don't you just break up with her? It's official. Kara, listen to this episode. Yeah. Put down the switch and listen to this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it, you you guys go look up what Elk River Sessions is. It's uh, it's really cool. It's just basically 20 musicians go to these cabins in Missouri and record stuff, but... Yeah. Multiple different bands, yeah, not like twenty mu- music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, split us up into three bands, and so you know you don't know who's in your band. Like I, I didn't know people in my band except for one person, and that's cool. Yeah, so we wrote four songs and then tracked them there, and then I got on the road and left right after I tracked my parts because I had to get someone home. It's and that someone listened to Tame Impala. And that someone tried to kill you twice. Yes, he did. It's a callback. It's a callback, yeah, if, if, if anybody knows those episodes. He, it's funny, on the drive to Missouri, he was like, man, I still feel so bad that I... That I like, you should. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how you get better he, at those things. He, you have he, to remember he, that you fucked up. He, he, was like, he, was like, he was like, am I really that fucking oblivious? And I was like, I don't know, man, I guess. Jeez, <laughs> what a tough position you were in. I'm glad um, I got you in that position because you're the one who brought it up on the podcast where I did not want it to be. I wanted up. to bring it. I was happy. I was happy. That needed to happen. That was great. Um, yeah. So what are we listening to? Hey, listen. Who's starting? I'll start and then we can go around. So Olivia last so you can come up with. Cool. What, I'll do that. Research. Sound good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it happened again, guys. Kohe came out with a third song. Coheed and Cambria, guys. It's called The Gutter. Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Sunday is the day we're recording this. Um, yeah, so uh, Coheed and Cambria released a new song. Third song off their like 15-song album. A little worried that's too oh, much. Do we have to do this 14 more times? No. Do you not understand how singles work, Adam? But they're going to do every song at this point. Okay, so I'm going to skip over this now. Um, okay, good. So I went to go see uh, Coheed and Cambria and Taking Back Sunday, so I've been listening to the two of them a lot. Um, but the big thing I've been doing is uh, Smashing Pumpkins is a very formative band for me as a guitar player. And uh, I noticed the other day, uh, I've never listened to albums all the way through of theirs. Hmm. So I decided that I'm going to go through their whole discography and uh, listen to all their albums. So I've gotten through Gish, Siamese Dream, and uh, Dream. That was a manly squeak. Uh, Siamese Dream. God damn it, it squeaked again. (laughs) (laughs) And Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. And uh, so Gish, you know, they're getting, you know, it's a rock band. it, It is smashing pumpkins. Siamese Dream is, they hit it. They, they figure out who they're gonna be. That's my favorite album by them. But then their magnum opus, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That, wow, that is a great album. And you get 14 songs through, and then you're like, oh my God, there's 14 more. 28 songs. It's a great album, but it definitely could have been trimmed down a little bit. But I could go into an in-depth review of all these albums. But I'm going to go ahead and let Adam go. 
that was short. Oh, I also uh, I bought a brand new record player, and along with it, I found a ten dollar box set of Debussy. I have figured out how to say his name. It's actually Debussy. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> I found a, a box. degree. Come in handy, I was, man. I was wondering Debussy? which one of us was going to say something. Debussy? <laughs> what is it? Debussy. Debussy. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> De- fuck. Okay. Uh, Debussy. Just go at Debussy. Yeah, so you, Just let it happen. Debussy. 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 I found a four, like, I found a box set of, like, a vinyl box set of his music for 10 bucks. It was great. So I've been listening to that very crackly because it's old. Great. Nice. You want me to keep going, Adam? No, it's all right. long enough? So it's funny you mentioned uh, Smashing Pumpkins because I actually have been listening to them again as well. Kind of doing the same thing and I don't really know why. Weird. Um, Did you guys talk about it ahead of time? We might have, but I don't remember it if we did. So That's interesting. But yeah, it's interesting that that's good timing. Um... But I'm listening Thank to their you. stuff again, just kind of trying to remember which of their albums I do like and <laughs> the ones that I don't. Let me tell you, it's the first four. Yeah, that's the This that's one's the pretty good, too, but it's the first four. Yeah. Uh, so I've been listening to them again and going back through that, and then also going back through Nick Cave's stuff with his band, mostly because I've gotten into listening to his film scores more again after uh, one of them recently that I mentioned for Wind River. And then uh, the only other thing that I have that I wrote down and remember at least is the National put out an album earlier this year in April for a boxer live in Brussels for the, I guess, 10-year anniversary of that and was listening to that. And I really don't like live albums usually, but I really enjoy this one. So, so you're going to go with me? That's I think so. Let's we'll talk about that. Man, it's going to be such a great show. That By the way, there's a week in October that's going to be incredible for me on, uh, on Thursday. Going to see Miniature Tigers play their first album all the way through. On Friday, Coheed's new album comes out. And then on Saturday, going to see Always and The National. That's going to be a ringer of a week. Ringer. You're going to have to go to work that week? I'm going to take off work that week. There you go. The whole week. Yep. I need to prepare. Jesus Christ. Hydrate with Gatorade. Gatorade. My up. Yep. I don't know. Are you? No, I'm sitting down. Um, so there have been a lot of really great albums that came out uh, the past like month or more. So I'm, I'm going to try to pick and choose some stuff so I don't just go on forever. What about that La La Land vinyl that I see at your house all the time? It's Robbie's, not mine. Oh, my God. So I can snap it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, the first thing I really want to talk about is there's I think I've mentioned them before, but their their full length came out. Uh, they're a great band called Childish Japes, and um, really really cool stuff. Uh, it's it's like I don't know. It, it feels the the vocals feel throwbacky to like old hardcore high pitch vocals, but the music is like kind of proggy jazzy shit. It's really cool. Um, there's a band called Rome Hero Foxes. They released their debut album. They're from like Katy, Texas. Uh, super random. Um, their genre is like progressive indie rock, which I think is a weird genre title just in general. Um, but I mean, it, it's somewhat fits in certain cases. I mean, to me, it's just indie rock. But they're they're really great. They're really upbeat energy, great vocals, cool stuff. Um, and then um, I. 
I can't remember if I've mentioned it before, honestly, uh, but Leon Bridges' last album, I think, is just phenomenal. Um, I really don't like Leon. I didn't like Leon Bridges before. Uh, this album felt like he... Felt like it had one good song? No, it has plenty of good songs. It's so good. I mean, honestly... Like two of them? It felt like it felt Bofa, Bofa those songs. Um, I would just say one of them. I think I think I think it's a great album, um, but you don't like Anderson Pack either. And yes, I do. Do you? I just don't listen to it. Well, see, it's I, a lot I like Anderson Pack, but I feel like he's trying too hard to be. I don't think he's trying him. to be Anderson Pack. I think I think he's just found where he fits easier. So, In L.A. I guess <laughs> he said, "Fuck Fort Worth." I'm going out. Yeah, of course. In his Why genre, of not? course. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Fort Worth. Well, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying no to that. Uh, but I, I keep. I, keep I liked La La Land too. No, you didn't. No, you don't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I keep coming back to that album. I've been coming back to that one for a while. So um, I'll go ahead and just get off of it for there. So I'm interested in this Leon Bridges opinion. So you didn't care for his music, but then you went and listened to the album. Yeah. But I do that for a lot of well, because mm-hmm. you did. You probably heard though that the new album is very different. Well, so. well, what what happened really was is that I I didn't like his music, um, and I heard one of the songs. It wasn't the single, but I heard one of the songs when I was in a store. And was it um, Beyond? What was it Beyond? No. Okay. Um, but I heard one of the songs when I was in a store, and I was like, oh, "This is this is really cool." And um, so then I just went back and listened to the whole album after that, and I thought it was great. Oh, by the way, I'm no, look it up. The the song I like is Beyond. Um, but uh, no one watched him live on Stephen Colbert playing that song because you can tell he's sick. And oh, Leon Bridges is a very good singer. I don't like his music very much, but he's a great singer. Um, and don't watch that one. There, I think there's one that he played in like Sweden or something. And he nails it. He nails that song. Like he's a great singer. So yeah. just don't watch that Stephen Colbert one. Because I was like, oh, that sucks. That's like one of the big shows, and he was sick. God, you know that's it's a common singer problem. You go and get steroid shots for that. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there was a show that Foo Fighters was live streaming, and my friend texted me, and he was like, you gotta watch this. And I, t- I turned it on. Who was your friend? Dave. Um, what else I, is he to you? A bandmate. Sick. Um, <laughs> He's your bass player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one and only. Dave is great. He texted was like, Fuck got, all got... the other bass player I ever played with. <laughs> it's on the record. I, was, I wasn't I was going to say it. Um, yeah, it's on two records, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he texted me and said to watch this show. And I pulled up the live stream and I was watching it. And Dave Grohl's voice, he's, his voice is already just not, like, it's not doing great. But he, he, Taylor Hawkins was, the drummer was singing a bunch of the songs because he couldn't do it. Aww. He was like, he was just riding Aww. the struggle bus the whole, and he, when he, when he was talking, he does the whole bit in the middle of the show where they, they introduce the band and they all like do a little solo. And he, while he was talking, his voice was just gone. And it's like, dude, you, you could just like, you, you can't be doing this every night and then be smoking and then drinking and you're 50 years old, man. Like you can't so do this. Here, like Garth Brooks. Yeah. It's nuts. Here's a good thing for anyone who doesn't know when somebody is not properly singing. Um, what, and there's a proper way to do that scream loud yelling. You can do that mm-hmm. without yeah. harming your voice. Um, watch them. And if those veins in their neck look like they're straining, more likely than not, they are fucking up their voice. Well, and mm-hmm. with screaming, it's a weird thing, too, because if, like, because, like, so screaming, 
like, and we're not talking about screaming like there, but with, with all with all kinds of screaming there is a similar there is a similar technique to go around it and you do actually have to scream but it comes from a different place in your in, in your throat it's a weird it's a really weird thing to scream correctly there's a there's two great instructional DVDs on it uh, called the Zen of screaming that are really interesting it's a little old lady who goes on tour with a bunch of metal bands who's who the, she's the vocal coach and she's awesome you know that's how Andrew WK met his wife. He takes lessons from her. Oh, she's in New York. Uh, she's based in New York, and uh. so is he. So, and Andrew WK doesn't scream. Yeah. But he was just talking about like, yeah, there's so much you can learn from her, even if you're not screaming, because she is classically trained. Yeah. And he was like, the there was a girl after him every week, and he just like kind of worked up the courage to ask like his teacher, "What's up with her? Like, uh, who is she?" <laughs> and they met. She joined his band as like a hype, oh, a hype that's person. Awesome. And uh, now they're married. That's great. I guess she screams. I don't know. I don't know his wife, but I just watched an interview where he said that. Andrew WK is infectious. That guy is great. Even if you don't like his music, man, he's just infectious. What are you listening to, Olivia? So um, I listen to a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. Surprise, surprise. And a lot of folky stuff. So one of my favorites, Beja Bulat, just put out a new album. Uh, I say just. It was the beginning of the year, so it's been a minute. But um, she's fantastic. She's based out of Ontario, has done a couple of pieces of work um, that's, like, bridging this gap in between American folk music and also, like, some pretty odd Eastern European folk music traditions. So I really, I really like what she does. I also like she's a phenomenal songwriter. Um, Joan Shelley who, funny enough, is from the same county my mom is from in Kentucky. And I'm positive we're related somehow. Uh, is that a Kentucky jab? It's, well, I don't know if it's a jab, uh, but it's kind of true. So usually when I talk to people who are like, oh, I'm from Kentucky, and I go, oh, I'm from Kentucky, and we talk about which counties people are from, and then we'll start sharing like family last names, and there's usually some common ground. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just not a place not a lot of people get out of. Uh, anyway, so Joan Shelley is a fantastic. She taught herself how to play guitar because she wanted to play guitar to sound like how she sings, and it's a super melodic thing, so she doesn't play any chords. She doesn't do anything like that. It's just this all super melodic finger-picking style. That's it's, cool. It's really enchanting. Um, I started listening to Listen to Williams. Turns out I love that. I like her a lot. I don't know if anybody is familiar with Lucinda Williams. She's kind of old. Uh-uh. Do you like La La Land? I haven't seen it. Don't. Okay, I know. I know. Adam and I have talked about this. That it's supposedly a good film. I think it's great. I think it's great. It's and a I waste don't. Of time. I don't really love musicals either. Did you? Uh, did Did you see Whiplash? Yeah, I did. I liked Whiplash. That's okay. a good movie. Yeah, it's so the it, same it's, writer director. Same writer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, they're They're very different movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, very different. Same same writer director, so uh, people who have like any sort of um, hesitance having a musical background, seeing mm. movies like that, can the guy who wrote and directed studied jazz, so he he has a lot of you know control and input over the whole thing. Not saying that any of the people in the movie are like 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 Emma Stone's a fine singer, but it's like you know it's it's more of just like the storytelling and the everything else that I enjoy. And the looking mm-hmm. at your feet while you're dancing, even though you shouldn't be because it's a movie, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> if you're into that, you know. So it's meaning wonderful. it comes across as really genuine? Uh, no. 
Oh, what an <laughs> angle. What an angle. I don't look at my feet when I dance. You don't dance. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm better than La La Land. Wow. I don't know. Moonlight was better than La La Land. That's why it won. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to take my that. mic out of this stand to drop it, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you suggesting that the Academy Awards gets it right every time? No, the Academy Awards <laughs> is bullshit. Okay, because I'd like to bring Shakespeare in Love to the attention of the room. Yes. Out, also I, won the award. There's another movie. Wouldn't it Crash? Crash is garbage. Yes, Crash is garbage. What? (laughs) Olivia's drunk, so it's a good time to wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia, where can people find you Uh, and your music? And the music, so the album Between Two Mountains is on all the digital platforms. I also have way too many physical copies of the CD because I got silly when they asked me how many, and I said, this many hundred, and it's way too many hundred. (laughs) So... Uh, I have the physical copies with me at all times, so I can give them to people. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Olivia Justice Countryman. I was going to say full name. Yeah, Olivia Justice Countryman. There's me, and then there's a music. And you can tell it's the music because I'm holding the guitar in the picture. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to be gigging around a little bit while I'm still in school. Not a lot. I'm mostly going to be working with my other band, City Folk. um, And then every now and then doing the solo thing. But yeah. That's what I'm up to. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. You should know. This is kind Two of Two in like, a row. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty great to get the thanks. We need to get a rude guest next. Yeah, we've got to make up for it. make some suggestions. Richard Gilbert? No. <laughs> that's Wait, ridiculous. do you have suggestions for rude people or yeah. just people in general? Rude people. You Jack want somebody White. who's going to potentially trash talk you all over media? I'm yes. not going to tell you. I want on that. The, I, well, we, will we turn can't off have Josh Bache on. So. Adam, where can what? they find us? <laughs> People can find us at don'tfeedtheartist.com and at DFTA podcast on social medias. And there's uh, links to everything we talked about on the show notes in your podcast app, which if you have questions, you should email us and we can help answer them about how you can subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> or if you need help or if downloading you just need a help podcast app, just message Adam. No, please don't do that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people have literally been like, "Can I? Can I take your phone? Can I just show you on your phone? Like, I'll just, I'll do this for you." Oh no, there was there was a case where uh, there was a, a person who was on the podcast who didn't know how to use like he listened to podcasts somehow on like YouTube or something. Yeah, oh, no, it was on like yeah, but he did, yeah. but he didn't have a podcast app, and so he wanted to listen to our podcast, and we had to help him figure out how to download a he has an android he had to help mm. him how to figure out how to download a podcast app so that's 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 <laughs> above and beyond guys that was above and beyond that day it's pretty great that wasn't me was it it was you damn it <laughs> i have no clue who you guys are talking about that's okay bofa <gasps> not bofa what's bofa bofa these nuts Waste high grass 
space with music and words each friend sends counsel my heart can catch the melody or score my heart don't sing anymore 